Hi, everyone. I'm Megan Berg. And I'm Dr. Jeanette Benegas. And we are here to fix SLP. We are discussing the biggest challenges that are currently holding back the field of speech-language pathology. We present the issues with facts and invite you to be part of joining our movement to make things better, one conversation at a time. Let's fix SLP. everybody welcome back to our next bonus episode our extra fix today we are going to be recording with taylor from ohio the ohio speech language and hearing association before we begin i just want to preface the conversation by letting our listeners know that the views today are not reflective of taylor's personal opinion but instead are representative of the ohio speech language and hearing association board as a whole hey taylor Hi, Jeanette. Thanks for having me. Hi. You're welcome. I am so excited of all of the states that I wanted to be on this podcast. It was Ohio because I have, I'm not going to give any spoiler alerts, but I have something big planned, at least big to me, planned for the end. Um, but as a resident of Ohio, where I do the most practicing, this was you know, I'm biased. It was most important to me. So I am really excited to talk to you today about all of the things. Um, But before we start with all of the things, I want you to tell me about yourself. So uh, my name is Taylor Hahn, and I am a private practice clinician in the Northwest Ohio area. Um, I serve as the I serve in two positions as the director of membership, and I also serve as a co-director of student affairs and clinical education um, with my uh, other co-director, Samantha English. Um, And so I I do a lot right now for, for OSHLA and have been learning so much about the advocacy and how the process works with our state organization. Um, But a little bit more about me. I'm an adult medical SLP. Uh, I do fees, uh, endoscopy. I used to do stroboscopy in an ENT office. I've worked in about every setting you can think of with adults. Um, And so that was another bonus for joining OSHLA was to share my knowledge of the medical world um, to you know, incoming SLPs and help them avoid that lonely dysphagia island that we sometimes sit on um, was a big one for me. Um, But yeah, I'm excited to answer some more questions and tell you more about our organization. Yeah, I'm sure we've talked about this, but my short term memory is like only 25% functional. Uh, Are you a, a University of Toledo alumni? I sure am. Yes. Okay. Proud UT alums right here. That's not where I went to grad school. It's I only did undergrad there. And then I drove to Michigan to Eastern Michigan for grad school. So um, did you just, again, short term memory, 25% functional. You didn't tell us a hobby or something fun that you do in your spare time, did you? No, no. So (laughs) in my spare time, um, I'm an avid video gamer. Gamer, um, a big cozy gamer. Um, I love 
games that um, give you the option to have like a simulation or um, do a bunch of different cool things like The Sims or, you know, um, Baldur's Gate 3. So those are my my two little uh, video game hobbies, mostly that I focus on right now. Um, and then I also have a one-year-old daughter that I spend lots of time with. Another benefit of having a private practice that I can spend a couple of days a week with my baby um, and make sure that she is just getting all the lovings that she needs. Nice. All right. So obviously you love the Ohio Speech Language and Hearing Association enough that you join the board. So what do you love about your association? Honestly, I initially knew about OSHLA because of the conference. The The University of Toledo really encouraged us to attend the conference. And the in-person conference was so fun. It was a networking opportunity. Um, you know, in, in past years before, you know, the pandemic, we it was such a big event and there was so much excitement around it. And when that disappeared, um, it was really sad. It was it was a really sad time where they tried the virtual conference. It just it wasn't it didn't work uh, for OSHLA it, as it did maybe for other organizations. And so um, I really would like to revive it. And so I would love to revive the excitement around OSHLA and bring people back into the advocacy, you know, groups, especially because we have a lot of power at the state level that we don't realize. Um, so that's what I love about it is that it's an opportunity to really impact the day-to-day -day lives of speech language pathologists and audiologists in our entire state. Yeah. State convention conferences are a great thing. Yes. All right. What is one area of advocacy that your state has undertaken or our state has undertaken in previous years that has made a difference for clinicians? One area of advocacy that OSHLA has really been pushing for are changing some of these laws regarding reimbursement requirements um, for hearing aids, specifically Madeline's Law. And so our Ohio Speech and Hearing Governmental Affairs Coalition, also known as OSHGAC, which is the uh, coalition that we use with OSHLA to advocate in Ohio um, between like the lobbyists and the um, words, the House, I don't know, the you know, Congress. Between the you and the government. Yeah, basically, us and the government, right? And so OSHGAC advocates, you know, really closely with those higher members of the government that normal people are not necessarily going to be able to to talk to. Um, and so our director of advocacy, I believe, is Amy Tepper. And so she's really the one that works very closely with OSHGAC and getting some things done. And so OSHGAC, very, like as of, I want to say, very recently, early this month, we improved hearing aid reimbursement rates for adults to now match the reimbursement provided for youth hearing aids. Um, there was some input from OSHGEC on the Medicaid rate increasement over the number of CPT codes, um, but I do want to give a shout out to Bree Pickens and her team because they really did a number. There's a number of names I'm not I'm not saying here. I would just really like to shout out that 
you know, they did the the legwork here on getting a lot of this advocacy done for the Medicaid rates. But I do know OSHGAC did a little bit of stepping in and helped with that. Bree reached out to me when I started my private practice. She asked me to write a letter that she could take with her to these advocacy meetings. Um, and honestly, that was another reason why I wanted to be involved with OSHLA and be more involved with the state at the state level, um, especially as a private practice owner, you know, you don't realize where we get paid and why our pay is so low until you get a look at these reimbursement rates and you really see um, how much they impact that. And so OSHLA really understands that. The board understands how this works. Um, and so we've also been spearheading those efforts for the interstate licensure compact as well. Um, that's been a huge one to allow for people to more easily go across state borders. So for me, for example, I have to maintain, you know, the, the two state licenses between Ohio and Michigan, you for PA and Ohio, it, it adds up. And so having this interstate compact is going to be a really, really great thing. And OSHLA and our advocacy team is working very closely um, with the the groups that are spearheading that. OSHGAC also helped work uh, help work on some legislation that would give school based speech language pathologists a longer period of time to identify and diagnose developmental delays in school aged children, um, and that would be uh, I think it's SB three fifty six and HB five fifty four. If you wanted to look into that a little bit more, so that is really awesome. Um, but you know, as far as it goes, I feel like we are also starting to with, I mean, truthfully, with my entrance, I have a lot of passion and a lot of fire and I'm um, really hoping to, you know, talk talk to the board more and, and get more of these, um, you know, productivity things that we want to work on addressed for, you know, SLPs in absolutely every area of of work, whether it's with adults or, or children. So we we really have been taking on huge things in the last few years. Um, but it just it doesn't seem like it because especially with the pandemic, things have slowed down. There wasn't a whole lot of um, communication, not a lot of people meeting, um, doing everything via Zoom was very difficult. So, you know, I wanted to make sure, I wanted to highlight a few things that we had actually been working on in different areas that I was really excited about. So what's something that Ohio is working on now? So right now we're actually in a huge push for um, more affordable CEUs. Um, we want to offer people an opportunity to fill the gap of education, especially coming out of our like CF uh, or into our CF mentorships um, and out of graduate school. Um, I know that our CFs, our mentors are are there for us, but sometimes we are a little too proud, I think, to ask for that help or maybe don't know the questions to ask. And so we're really pushing more for the online and in-person CEUs um, to give more affordable options to you know, continue learning as we are forever learners in our profession and things constantly change and, you know, we, we come across new research. And so I want OSHLA to be able to be on the front of that and to have that accessible to anybody from anywhere in the state, ideally. Um, and I know that they've done a couple of things already with that. And there is, I think on speechpathology.com, there's a, C, a DEI certificate that we had um, put together and offered. 
uh, two or three years ago, which actually includes an anti-fat bias, which you don't really see very often anywhere. Um, so it's kind of like you think about like unique topics that many people aren't necessarily talking about. We want to bring those to, to the plate for OSHLA and offer those to our members. That's interesting. So is there anything clinicians can do to better support the efforts you have going on right now? Honestly, we we really just need participants. Like we I've been trying to get a big push for social media. Um I'm myself am very involved on there. I see lots of comments on Ash's page in Facebook groups. Um so I'm I'm trying to get more people um just looking at our social media page, maybe get its growth up a little bit more and start sharing more information because we do send out, you know, news flyers and and things via email. But to me, what's most efficient is for people to, you know, be scrolling on their phones as they do on their news feeds and pop, there's Oshla. Hey, we're looking for papers, we're looking for presenters, we're looking for um, people to to help advocate for this area. Um, for me, I'm going to be filling a lot, a lot of um, chairs and committees. So, you know, being on social media and kind of interacting with our page will actually help when I need something, when I'm going to reach out and say, hey, I, I need your guys' help or I need to fill these seats. You'll be right there on the forefront to say, all right, I'm here for you. So not just Ohio, but any state, any state, pause, go find your state on Instagram, on social media, any social media platform, you know, Facebook, find them, like them. And then even if it's not something you're interested in, when you see a post from them, like it, bump that algorithm. Like, yes, comment the, the more. Yeah. Comment the more, the more interaction those posts get, the more people see it. So it's another great way to support your state and that's, you know, and fix SLP guys, even if you, you know, you know, don't even just like giving us a heart, right? That that bumps the algorithm, more people see it, which means more people then join and, and these things snowball. So pause, go find your state, then come on back. Yes, like, oh. share, follow, yes. Bring, yes. It, bring it on because we're going to be really doing a, a little push more, for more social media stuff so that we can get this to you in an easier and prettier format. To be truthful, I'm sorry, Chelsea, I don't really eat, read my emails that often, especially since they go into like a separate folder thing on Gmail, they just don't get looked at. So that's where you're going to see a lot of news and push from us. Um, so we would really appreciate your your support there. And of course, considering membership is always a, you know, a thing. We do pay our lobbyists. Um, and so any membership dues actually are going towards paying those lobbyists um, the decent amount of money that do you so that's a question I meant to add that you got this these questions before Megan and I decided we we thought it would be interesting to ask do you have any idea how much you pay the lobbyists we actually OSHLA doesn't specifically pay a hundred percent of the lobbyist dues it is in um in conjunction with two other associations so it's the AAA um OSpeak and OSHLA and the three of us pay this lobbyist a question of mark amount of money. I don't have the number in front of me and I didn't see it in the motions. Um, but OSHLA pays a, a little over half of the lobbyist fees, um, which 
is, I mean, it's, it's difficult because we've had a reduction in members. So it's another kind of reason why we want to keep our lobbyists around, but without a push in membership, it's definitely going to be difficult for us to maintain those lobbyist relationships. So it's kind of another one of those things that we're hoping to get a little bit more participation from people in our state to realize that this is quite valuable for you know the the advocation for the amount that you spend each year um for someone who's actually gonna do it yeah i'll just jump in for everyone listening if you don't know what o speak is that is a membership association in ohio for school speech pathologists and then the aaa is for audiologists so you mentioned this a little bit earlier that you're you're looking towards maybe productivity workload things. What's on the agenda for the future? Is there anything else you're hoping to advocate for or change in the state? Oh my gosh. I mean, yes, we do have a lot of different things, but let me pull up really quick our so on when when you go onto Oshla's website, we actually do have our um our incentives, like what we're specifically working for, towards and tracking. Um, and that's going to be under our goals page. So um, really this year, of course, we're, we want to focus on reimbursement and things like that, but we are kind of more along the lines of finance. So one of our main ones is just kind of getting the membership together and producing something that's profitable for the organization. That's also beneficial for clinicians. Um, we're focusing on education, getting those support and resources out, and then growing our student and early professional membership and increasing our membership engagement. So those are our incentives for the year specifically. And you can actually go on to ohioslha.org. If you do the forward slash goals, you're going to get to this page and you're actually going to see on the page percentages. So we actually have somebody updating this. Our past president comes every month and updates these percentages. And so those are, those are our initiatives for this year in order to then ideally next year, give a big push on those main issues that we want to really advocate for. But unfortunately we have to operate as a profit first organization a little bit in order to work towards those really important issues and topics. You know, money runs the world. Right. You need money to do these things. Even though you guys are all volunteers, the things that you are doing cost money, certainly. So how does the association set the agenda from year to year? How do you decide what you're going to work on? Yeah. So every, I believe it's July, uh, the whole board meets. And that is the time that we brainstorm ideas and pick our goals and initiatives. And I believe in the past year or two, we have put out a survey asking our membership um, body, what are the most important things to them? I'm also familiar that Ohio did something similar, like the state themselves, um, Greg Thornton, who is the kind of the, the head of the Ohio Licensing Board, um, is often on our board meetings and updates us. Um, and so they did their own survey on, you know, uh, important initiatives as well, areas, topics for drive in the last few years also. So we, we refer to all these different um 
different sources to to kind of set the goals and initiatives for the next year. Um, so we try to listen to our, our membership body, which is why I kind of want more participation from people, especially in a social media format. If we were to say, hey, we're about to have our meeting, you know, coming up to, to identify these these areas of, of focus for the year, what would you like to see us add to our page? Um, and to have a slew of comments would be the most amazing thing, in my opinion, um, that could just guide our principles and our methodologies for the next year. I think it's important for SLPs not to be apathetic. I think it's not just unique to our field. I think it's just humans in general that, you know, something people don't really get involved until it like is super affecting their lives. And sometimes then it's a little late to start making changes. So you know, when our state associations are asking for that kind of input, even if it's like a small bother to you, like uh, my caseload isn't that high, but it could be better. Or I have friends who are really struggling with workload or productivity or whatever it is. Jumping in with those opinions will really help drive the agendas, I think, of our state association. So it it is important, especially at the state level, to be giving that kind of feedback. And I can assure you they're not sending one hour surveys that, you know, I, I think these surveys are a lot shorter and it, and the likelihood that the things you care about, um, the likelihood that they'll be addressed is so much higher because I, I happen to know the, the makeup of the Ohio board and you do have a lot of practicing clinicians, audiologists, right. And speech pathologists on, well, the one audiologist I'm thinking of in particular, she's on the the licensing board. So I'll clarify that again too. We we've talked about it in another another episode. But sometimes people don't know or understand or even sometimes just not aware that the state licensing board that gives you your license to practice is separate from your state membership association. They are two different boards with two different things happening. Just so that's clear. But Yeah, it's not full of academic PhDs. You do have some PhDs on the board, but there's also practicing clinicians who care about the same things that the membership cares about. And so that's that's important. It is very important. And although on the board specifically, there there is not um, an audiologist currently for OSHLA, um, I do have on my committee, um, you know, I've got an audiologist we talk about and are kind of doing a little push on the uh, um, uh, student affairs and clinical education side, we're looking at some of those universities and saying, hey, like, when are you, you know, what are we doing with audiology? How can we help support their profession also? So although it may not seem very apparent because we don't have, you know, a running list of audiologists directly on the board, uh, we definitely do here and have on our committees our audiologists who absolutely are essential to advocating for for their profession and and helping us um, help other organizations like the AAA to advocate in 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 their own ways. And so we, we kind of do have a little group group effort going on here. It's really nice. If someone were to join OSHLA, what can that clinician expect as a member of your association? What are they going to get from you guys that will make it worth it? First off, I really want to encourage people to reach out and connect with us. If they have questions, 
cl about clinical practice, ethical situations. Maybe they do need a soapbox to stand on and just vent to somebody. Um, maybe they need somebody just to talk to somebody who cares enough and understands where they're coming from to just hear their complaints. Um, and so although we do that for everybody, right, um, our members are going to get our top priority. They're going to get our resources and education that's available on the website that I can just send immediately and say, hey, here's a resource for you to take advantage of for this scenario that you're in. So when you contact OSHLA through our contact page or via our email, you know, our executive director is going to take that information and her team is going to send it to the appropriate board member so that we can help you address your problems. The more people who contact us and say, hey, this is an issue I'm having, how can I have help solving it? The more we're going to kind of understand more day-to-day -day clinical problems as well that we can then action on. We're getting a lot of contacts, Greg, about this issue, specifically in speech-language pathology. What does the Ohio Licensing Board say about it, you know, and, and kind of go from there or taking it to our OSHGAC group and saying, okay, can you please talk to somebody a little bit higher in the government that that can comment on the fact that this is happening statewide or even on a national level, you, you know what I mean? Um, and so that is definitely one of the most meaningful things that, that I take from OSHLA is that we are here for you. We are volunteers, the board is, and, and everybody in, in our chairs and in our committees are volunteers, but they're they're doing this because they want to help people. They 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 have the desire to reach out. And most of our our individuals take students, and you know they they're participating with their universities in their cities. Um, and so it just kind of is a networking opportunity as well to just get your name out. Um, another thing we have on our website too is a job board, um, and. That's the job board is actually something interesting that I'm going to be taking on a little bit more and talking to the board about where maybe setting like standards, like no job gets on this board unless it has X, Y, Z requirements, you know, and, and for the members, how valuable is that to know that like on this job listing, your productivity is not going to be higher than 85%. Your caseload is not going to be higher than, I don't even know what a children's caseload high would be. 30? Is that low? Is that high? Um, I don't know. I think 40. I mean, <laughs> when I was in the Ohio schools one year, I started with almost 80. And oh. that was before even kindergartners were screened. So <laughs> put that in half. Yes. I mean, I, in, exactly. Like, I, I was like, 30 sounds unreasonable to me. But, um, the, you know, that's not even close to reality. Um, and so, you know, we, we are we are just we're here for you guys. And membership opportunities obviously just fund all the things that we do. And so in order to get the most out of your membership, you just have to participate. You just have to be aware of what's going on and kind of keep that little eye out on the side for those OSHLA pings, emails and notifications so that you can take advantage. Yeah. So you said that members can reach out. So they can reach out for their ideas, concerns. You already said they can email that. The the executive director will get it and pass it on. Mm -hmm. um, how does the – well, I guess you even said how the association handles those as they're received. You contact Greg. You you know, you know bring it up. You track what's coming up frequently. Okay. Yeah. So then what 
what are your handles then? What is your email? What, where can they find you online? What, where should people go? So I think the easiest way to get to like an email or a contact through OSHLA is to just go to the website and they have the contact us button right at the top. Um, You could also go to the ohioslha.org and you can do forward slash contact dash OSHLA and that'll get you to our contact page directly. Um, You know, I'm not sure what the exact email is for our, you know, direct email line. And it's really not listed on the website here. Um, you can call, you can talk to Chelsea and she can get your information as well. The phone number is listed on the website and I'll say it here just for fun. It's 937-855-4337. Um, if you need to talk to somebody directly, if you have a very pertinent issue, that'd probably be the best way if you really needed to talk to somebody right away to get to our board is by phone at like the very last opportunity and fastest. Um, you could also email me, you know, the, the member, uh, director of membership at info at mommybaytherapy.com. And I will direct your email to Chelsea or whoever it needs to go to. Um, I'm totally here for the community. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really going to be a big, big advocate here. And hopefully people are going to see me participating more in, you know, online con- uh communications and just being a little bit more of an advocate in Ohio. So hopefully you'll be seeing my name all over the place too. Um, but yeah, I think those are the, the best ways to get a hold of us is via yeah. that contact form and at most that phone number. And so that is the OSLA, the membership board. But what I would like to jump in here and say too, is last week I called the Ohio licensing board because Megan and I had some questions specifically related to the um, interstate compact. So the best place for us to get answers is for me, you know, I just called the board because Greg Thornton is very involved with that. And he's one of our representatives. And I thought, well, what are the chances I'm going to be able to email this guy? And I couldn't really quickly find his email although I didn't really search that hard either. So I called the licensing board and it rang and rang and rang. And I'm like, you're telling me they don't even have a a place to leave a message. But finally someone picked up and she's like, oh, let me just connect you to his line. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. So I ended up getting his voicemail and I left a message and the man called me back in 20 minutes. Like I I called Megan and I said, I'm probably not going to hear back from this guy. We're probably going to have, you might have to reach out to your own state. We're probably going to have to chase this down. 20 minutes later, he called and he spent 35 minutes on the phone with me. So I think that is awesome too. It, I know that has nothing to do with the membership association, but when you have questions like that, try calling your state licensing board too yes. if there are questions or concerns. I mean, he's the executive director. There's there's no one higher than him. And he yes. called me back and answered all my questions and was so kind and I was so appreciative. So I really have just, to give Greg a shout out, honestly. I mean, he's been doing this for a while now. Um, um as yeah, long as uh, I've been in SLP. <laughs> as long as I've been in SLP. So He's, yeah. he's really great. We do. We have Greg join us, of course, on our on our you know board meetings to give us those updates and um, what the what the licensing board is planning. And so you have to think that OSHLA, we 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 do know you know the one when we're there, we're all participating and we're all invested in hearing what the licensing board has has to say because you know that's going to change things for us if it's not going yeah. our way. So yeah. we love hearing from Greg. We appreciate his insight. He's 
very, very smart. And he's also very, very organized. So I'm glad that he got back to you quickly. Yeah. I mean, I was so impressed. I, you know, I've, in all the advocacy work we've been doing so far, it was like the fastest response that we've gotten. So the moment we've all been waiting for, or maybe that I've been waiting for, um, people can go to your website to join. Do you know what the membership rates are? What, what are people looking at paying? So membership is a hundred dollars and all annual memberships expire on June 30th. Um, so just keep that in mind when signing up that you'd be looking at a renewal coming up potentially after six months here. Um, but that is going to get you that discount on our conference, you know, save some money on that. Um, almost, I think a hundred dollars off of the conference truly, um, really pays for the membership in and of itself. Um, if you wanted to go to the conference, um, but yeah, I mean, it's for a non-member, it's 360 to attend. And for an OSHA member, it's 250. So it's 100. And then students who want to join, it's 25. Um, if there's an allied partner who wants to join, um, you know, it could be PTOT for some reason. Any Anybody else would be $50. Um, so those are different price ranges there. And just keep in mind that June 30th um, expiration date so that you're not surprised when we're knocking on your door for that renewal. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so you've never heard me say anything about volunteering for OSHLA on this podcast or on Fix SLP podcast. You've never heard me say if I'm a member or not. And one of the reasons that you have not heard me say that is because deep down inside, I was hoping you guys would come on and talk. And as part of this process, I want to put my money where my mouth is and join the state association and join a committee. So that's that's the exciting thing. Now, I was um, a member very early on in my career, and I think I stopped being a member when I moved to Pennsylvania on the East Coast to teach, and I, you know, I put I deactivated my license, and I, you know, I was going to be gone, but I never rejoined when I came back. So. I'm going to join right now, live on air. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And this is where I, I'd like to say, I can afford to do this because my employer does pay for my CCC. So I don't want people to think, oh my gosh, I have to pay for my CCC. And then they're telling me to like join my state association and she's on here joining too. I can only join, I can only do this because my employer also pays for my PA membership. So I, out of pocket, I, I pay nothing, which is a great perk of my university. I am so thankful for that. So that is why I can afford this. I am not rolling in dough. Um, you see, I only, well, you guys don't see because we're not putting video previews, but I own like the same, I wear the same three sweatshirts every time I'm recording. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's the only reason I can do this. So I just set a timer just so we can see how quick this process goes. Uh, but I've already, I used to have an account, but I already set up a new account just because I couldn't figure out my old login. Um, so I'm logging in. 
I am clicking the yellow box that says full membership. And by the way, it's $99, not a hundred. And if you're a fellow, it's 50 because I can see it here. So you said allied professional was 50. Also Mm -hmm. a fellow is 50. Student is 25. I'm telling them I'm a speech pathologist. And I I never know what to choose in these boxes because I have so many freaking jobs. Um, (laughs) Speech pathologist. How about that? My primary work setting. Okay. Then it wants my secondary work setting, which is private practice. Then my areas of interest, which are swallowing, neurogenic stuff. It's also asking for education level, numbers of year in the profession, other membership association, my membership stuff in here. I decline liability insurance. I don't want a certificate because you do um, you do offer that for eight dollars. And um, I'm not gonna sorry, I'm not gonna make any donations, but I will give you my time. Ninety nine dollars. You know, we just have to ask. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where do I, you can get a coupon code. Where, where do I do get that at? Sometimes we offer like um, deals on the membership. For example, when we ran our little mini um, student series um, back in, well, when did me and Sam do that? September? Um, we gave the students like $5 off their membership for attending the, the series. So it, it covered like the cost of the series. Um, so you just have to be on the lookout. Sometimes we do fun stuff like that too. I'll take a discount for putting <laughs> you on the podcast. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. By placing my order, I accept the terms and conditions. Done. Yay. I- Congratulations. <laughs> I am a full member. I've got a, an, an order number, everything. Um, and so now... I've I've already warned you, by the way, that took five minutes. So five minutes of your time and $99 and you're in too. Um, I've already warned you and you probably haven't decided yet, but you put me wherever you need me on whatever committee and I'm in. I love it. Thank you so much. A volunteer of the Pennsylvania Speech Language and Hearing Association and the Ohio one. I'm in. Call me. I'll do it for you. I appreciate that so much. Really. I mean, honestly, this, this new directorship and kind of being like a co-director is, it is overwhelming. You come into this organization and sometimes you don't even get to talk to the previous director, but you just, you, you learn as you go and you pick up on all the things that are, are necessary and, and kind of matter to members and students and you hone in on those. And that's kind of what my job is and what I hope to do for this organization and continue bringing my passion, my fire and my energy along with it. Um, I love your energy too, Jeanette. I mean, I think that it's, we're going to work so well together, um, you know, on our committees and, and on our seats that, that we'll work together on. I appreciate so much your time and your dedication to our profession and our, our colleagues and clinicians to help us advocate for ourselves in the most effective way that we can. So the fact that you're spreading this information and getting this information to as many SLPs as we can is, it's such an honor to join you in this you know, opportunity. So thank you for having me again. 
Sure. And thank you for coming on. I mean, it. Oh, we had to reschedule, I don't know, a couple of <laughs> times maybe. I. But thank you. So thank you for like, I still would have joined if even if you guys wouldn't have agreed to come on, I would have done it because Megan and I do very much believe that we need to be doing the things that we say we're recommending to the extent that we are able. You know, I'm not able right now to do everything we recommend, but I can join my state association and I can support you guys. Um, you know, I'm obviously spread a little thin, but I, I there are things I can still do to help with convention planning or social media posting or whatever it is. There's always time to do something small. So Yes. So thank you for such a great episode. Loved it. Is there anything else you want to say before we sign off? I think I think I'm good. Okay. Um, I really appreciate it again. Thank you for your time. And, uh, you know, thanks to everybody who's listening and uh, spent time hearing me babble today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was great. So that'll be it. Um, if you like what we're doing here, please give us a five-star review. Give us a written rate, a review. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please don't accidentally click four stars. Get, get us that five so people can still um, see, bump us up and people can find us. And if you like these state extra fixes, please tag your state association down under the tile on social media so they can join us. We do still have, I think, two more scheduled, maybe six more people I'm working with um, trying to get a date or they're talking about their board and or talking to their board and getting back with us. So that's, that's good, but we need more. So thanks for fixing it, everybody. We'll see you next time.